Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's, I guess, officially episode two of uh, of this podcast. That's right. Episode one was kind of a rant. This one probably won't be much different because I don't really have like a prepared script that I'm going to read or anything like that. But uh, I have a couple of thoughts on some random things that I that popped into my head during the course of the day, and uh, I'm now recording this. It's about quarter to seven on the PM. So, uh, yeah, that's usually what time I will have time to record these. So that's useless information for all of you. So the uh, the gun control debate has been raging on for, what, about a month and a half now? Feels like forever. It has been forever, actually, but it's been getting uh, progressively worse as the weeks go by. I'm going to sip my drink here. And... Uh, the latest one is the complete inability for the anti-gunners to pick a, a talking point. They have no idea what they're saying anymore. So, for the longest time, and I'm, I know this is nothing new for a lot of you, for the longest time it was always, we're not coming for your guns, don't be so paranoid, It's not. we're not going to take your guns away, oh, you're just being hyperbolic, oh, the NRA is just feeding your your paranoia with their gun lobby tactics and all that. Okay. And uh, then it comes out that, uh, no, in fact, they they, uh, they want to repeal the Second Amendment. That That's that's the thing they want to do. But they don't. But they don't want to repeal the Second Amendment. But they do. But they don't. But then they do. And uh, it's it's getting kind of like, um, it's getting kind of stupid. Now, let's, let's, let's play this scenario out in a couple of ways. Let's say that they don't want to repeal the Second Amendment. Now, by the way, I, th- I find the entire idea laughable. The last time the Constitution was ever amended to repeal an amendment was Prohibition. That was the last, first and last time, as far as I know, that an amendment was repealed. So, yeah. That's, that's very unlikely. Uh, not to mention the fa- not to mention the fact that we're talking about one of the Bill of Rights uh, amendments here. So again, very unlikely. But let's let's play this scenario out. But first, let's go with the well. They don't want to repeal the Second Amendment, even though they said they did, but then they don't. What do they hope to accomplish? Probably the more likely scenario is to go the route that they have been going for the longest time. Gun safety advocates, quote-unquote. They call them gun safety advocates. They're not gun control advocates. They changed the verbiage. They changed the wording uh, a few years ago because they, they, they realized that gun control advocate didn't poll well. It didn't, it didn't do well in the surveys. So they were like, hmm, well, we can't be for gun control. That sounds too authoritarian. What about gun safety? Yes, we're all for gun safety. Of course, their idea of gun safety is you shouldn't be allowed to own a gun, which doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Let's go with that for a moment. So for the longest time, the anti-gun left, their whole agenda has been gun safety, right? They know they can't repeal the Second Amendment because that's a Herculean effort, and that's hard, and that takes effort, and ugh, ugh, I don't have to work. So what they have been doing is they've been trying to legislate it out of existence by either passing gun control laws on the state level or pushing for federal laws uh, to try and not necessarily get rid of it, but to cripple it. 
And for the most part, up until recently, it hasn't been working out too well for them. And, 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 you know, except for a couple of states here or there, like, you know, California, New Jersey, New York. But most of the states in this union uh, don't really care. Now, granted, in the past, say, 48 hours or so, you've had a number of states propose new laws and new legislation in general to further infringe on the rights of law-abiding American citizens in these in these states. I think the last one I heard about, and I'm sure there's more, but the last one I heard about was the one in, uh, in Illinois, I believe. Uh, what the hell is the name of the town? It was like deer something, deer folk or deer walk or deer kill, shoot deer, slaughter deer, Illinois, whatever the hell the name of the town was. They, they decided that we're going to have an assault weapons ban in this town. And uh, magazine limit, just cuz. So yeah, that's gonna go over like a fart in church. And good luck enforcing that. I don't know how you enforce those kinds of laws. And that's one of the things about gun safety advocates, quote unquote. They, that's the one thing about their proposals that they always seem to leave out is how the hell do you actually enforce these laws? Are you gonna go house to house and check everyone's safe to make sure that they don't have a magazine that goes over 10 rounds and that they're all of their weapons are compliant with your so-called assault weapons ban how are you how are you going to enforce this exactly uh it's the same thing to go with the uh universal background check nonsense where they're like well every time a gun uh changes hands it needs to have a background check done really that's gonna happen like so if you want to go hunting with your buddies and you're you know, your buddy's like, ah, I don't really have a really good hunting rifle. Hey, don't worry, John. I got an extra 30-06 center fire rifle right here. Here you go, buddy. It's a good hunting rifle. Nope, background check. How are you going to enforce that? It's really hard and almost nigh on impossible, so whatever. So that's the one way that, and, and that's the old way. And that's the, that's the point, I guess. That's the old way of doing things. The new activists on the anti-gun left, that's too... That's too passive for them. That that doesn't get that doesn't get to the core of the matter fast enough. No. What we need is we need a goddamn repeal of the Second Amendment. That's gonna solve the problem. That's that's gonna do it. Because if we repeal the Second Amendment, then we're gonna get rid of the guns. Uh I think you missed a step. It's like step one, repeal the Second Amendment. Step two, question mark. Step three, profit. Like, you're missing the middle one there. Like, okay, so step one, you repeal the Second Amendment, which is a Herculean effort all in and of itself, but okay. And then step three is guns are gone. They're all gone. No one has a gun. No one. They're, they're, they've been completely removed from the country as a whole. Just poof, be gone. So somewhere in the middle there... They're not thinking this through. There's a there's a point in the middle there where, hmm, how exactly? Now, let's work with that scenario for a moment. Let's say that the Second Amendment somehow gets repealed, which, again, will take to be ratified because you can't just delete amendments. You have to amend the Constitution again to nullify the previous amendment, right? So let's say... We have another amendment to the Constitution that says the Second Amendment is, is null and void. And that's all it says. You need 38 states to ratify that amendment. Good luck with that, by the way. Um, that's very unlikely. 
You need three-fourths of the House, three-fourths of the Senate to get this thing through, and then you need 38 states to ratify it. Again, good luck with that. But let's say that happens. Let's say they get their, they get their way and they, they, they amend the Constitution again and the Second Amendment is now null and void. So does that mean your right to keep and bear arms goes away? No. No, it doesn't. See, and this is the one thing, and, and this is a shining example as to why liberals are stupid. I mean, you want just inherently dumb on a level I can't even begin to explain. In their pea brains, they seem to think that our right to keep and bear arms is granted to us by this amendment in the Constitution. Now, you and I both know that that is farcical, that that is, that is completely false on every level. Our right to defend ourselves with a weapon does not come from the Constitution. It doesn't. All the Constitution's, the Constitution's purpose is to protect that right, not to grant it. That's a, very, that's a very important distinction. A lot of liberals just don't get that. They seem to think that, well, if we repeal the Second Amendment, we've, re- we've removed their rights to have a gun. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. The right still exists. You just removed the protection of that right. Now, that's not to say that that's a good thing, because by removing said protection of that right, you've removed the the legal means by which the federal government is obligated by law to protect our right to keep and bear arms. But, another kink in the, kink in the line there, a lot of states have a Second Amendment-type protection for the keeping and bearing of arms in their state constitutions, Pennsylvania being one of them. I, I think it's like 40 or 45 states have some form of firearms protection of ownership and and carrying of the of firearms in their state constitutions so even if you were to say remove the federal protection from the federal constitution you still now have to go through all of the states and make sure that those are removed to remove any kind of state protection of our right to keep and bear arms now let's say now, we're really stretching this out. Now, let's say somehow that the, the liberals out there, they're able to not only repeal the Second Amendment and somehow go to each state and repeal the amendments from those state constitutions to remove the legal protection of our right to keep and bear arms. The right still exists. I know, it's crazy, right? The right still exists. You still now have to find another means to infringe on that right. The only way they could possibly do it would be if they created an amendment to the Constitution that not only made the Second Amendment null and void, but also mandated in the amendment that the ownership of firearms is prohibited. Hmm. So now you're not talking about creating an amendment that protects a right of the citizenry. Not granting, by the way, just protecting. You're talking about an amendment that actually prohibits the ownership of a tangible thing. Like, what was that other thing that they did that with? Uh, man, I can't, I can't put my finger on it. 
I'm really thirsty. It's like it's almost like it was a drink. I I, I want to say, oh, that's right. It was prohibition with alcohol. That's right. That's the last time that the government decided, hey, I know what we'll do. We'll amend the Constitution to make the sale, possession, and and consumption of alcohol illegal. That that worked out really well. I mean, of course, if you prohibit something, nobody does it anymore, even though the consumption of alcohol went up after prohibition but but that's okay because you know what those are those people are criminals and most people are law abiding and they're not going to do anything like that even though organized crime took off grossly during during that time and um yeah that was that was pretty bad um a lot of people died due to uh gang warfare and fighting over speakeasies and Rum runners and man. Okay, well, all right. But the point is that if all you have to do, all you have to do is make gun ownership illegal, and then nobody will have guns anymore, even though um, you're not allowed to illegally possess a gun. If you're like, if you're a felon, you're not allowed to have a gun. So I guess we'll make it double doubly illegal for felons to have guns and that way they won't have them anymore well i know what you're saying you're probably saying well wait a minute steve if we if we make guns illegal there'll be less of them on the street right because there isn't already a whopping number of them i believe the last estimate was about 300 million firearms in the united states and that's estimated. We don't really know exactly how many guns. We we know at least 300 million guns. At least. There's at least one gun for every man, woman, and child in this country. At least. Minimum. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more. So you're going to send out the Gestapo to go house to house, dig up people's backyards, open people's safes, go into people's attics and basements, digging up every possible firearm in existence and melt them down just so they don't accidentally maybe kind of fall into the wrong hands later. You, that's really going to be a thing you do. You're not going to create a black market for something. Because right now in today's society, there are a lot of things that are illegal to own, like heroin or cocaine, a number of controlled substances that are very illegal to have federally and statewide. But yet the drug market is huge. The, 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 there's tons of drugs on the street. I mean, I, I, I can easily go outside and find somebody dealing some pretty heavy shit. We're not talking like marijuana. We're talking like some really heavy shit. I could probably easily find a Coke, a Coke dealer, uh, a heroin de- or opioid dealer. Way easier than I could find a, a, you know, an illegal gun on the street. Definitely. Especially in my state. Definitely. Um, but, but that's illegal. So why, why is it so easy to find drugs? Because when you create, when, when you make something prohibited, you create a black market. When you create a black market, you create a demand because now the supply has been limited. When you, when you limit the supply of something and there's already a, a, a substantial demand for something, you now create an incentive for a black market. That's, that's how that works. So, you know, it, it, you're not solving any problems here. Now, that, that being said, First of all, the idea that the Second Amendment is going to go anywhere is a pipe dream. It's it's not. There's no way. 
even if legally speaking on paper, somehow liberals were able to pull some Houdini crap and get the Second Amendment completely just erased from existence in the Constitution and all records of it ever existing are gone. And gun ownership is so inherently a part of our culture in this country. It's not going anywhere. It's never going anywhere, ever, ever. And no matter how many gun restrictions you start putting in place, especially today, you start putting more magazine restrictions in place, assault weapon bans in place. Yeah, a lot of people are going to comply because they don't want to become felons, but there's going to be enough people who are like, "Mm, no, sorry, not happening. There's going to be a lot of people not complying with said laws. And you're going to have a lot of law enforcement, you know, the guys... You know, the guys and gals who actually have to go enforce the laws the politicians make, they're going to be really apprehensive about going into certain neighborhoods going, we got to go door to door and collect guns. Ah, how about we go take a break? You know, did you go collect those guns, Simpson? Yep. Uh, nobody had any guns. They were all gone. They, yep, yep, nobody in that neighborhood has a gun. Really? Nope. No, not a single. They're not going to want to do that shit. There's a lot of law enforcement around this country who's going to be like, ah, I'm not doing that. That's dangerous, and I don't get paid enough to worry about that crap. Besides, they're not bothering any- I, I didn't see nothing. I, I, I didn't see no weapons. I, I saw a, might have been a gun, might have been a lamp. I don't know. Could have been anything. So, again, this idea that somehow liberals think that they're going to pressure us into being like, oh, okay, which gets me to, our, to my next point. My next point being the the... <laughs> The collective guilt trip that's been that's been uh, going on. I recently got into a, a kind of a Twitter tiff with some less than intelligent folk. I don't really give a lot of cre- uh, credibility to Twitter fights because Twitter is a cesspool. It's it's like the Moss Eisley of the internet. It, it it's a it's a it's a it's a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Only less interesting. Okay, so. Basically, in a nutshell, what happened was uh, some liberal was complaining that the NRA stopped the CDC from being able to do research with the Dickey Amendment to some bill back in 1996, it was, basically because the NRA didn't want taxpayer money going to fund an anti-gun agenda. And, you know, frankly, I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, the CDC is a, you know, it's a government agency. And I don't want my taxpayer money going to fund an, an agency that's looking for a way to take my gun away from me uh, by coming up with some bullshit excuse like, oh, well, you know, a lot of people die from these things. So I, so I responded to it. It's like, oh, that's true. I said, yes, but there, are, there have been a number of studies done over the years that, you know, that you could look up. If you really care about looking at gun statistics and, 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 and information, there's a number of studies been done by colleges and universities and, and private organizations looking into gun policy and the effects of guns on society, yada, yada. And it should, you just look at the FBI numbers in general. You can go and look at the FBI statistics yourself and look at all the data and form your own opinion from that. So I, I, I just simply mentioned that, yeah, there's 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 been a number of there's been a number of studies done over the years. That's all I really said. And they're like sources, sor- re- reputable sources, please. And I'm like, all right, well, let me go find one. I, like five minutes of Google Foo, not even that long, maybe five seconds of Google Foo. And I was like, Da-da-da-da-da. oh, here, here's one. I, I point to like Rand.org or something like that. I didn't even read it. I don't care. But it was a it was a study. 
And that was my point, that a study was done. Now, was it a good study? I don't know. Was it, re was, was it full of, was it chock full of information they wanted? I don't know. And I didn't care, really. I'm not going to help you do your own anti-gun research. You do your own homework. I was just, here, the study was done. And of, and of course, that wasn't good enough. They're like, did you even read this? This clearly, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't care. I didn't, it wasn't about me reading it. I was just pointing out that, yes, a study was done. My my end of this information transaction is complete. The end. And it basically turned into a uh, an exercise in me studying the behavior of morons. So you have these liberals, and, and basically what happened was uh, Michael Ian Black, which is the guy whose name I forgot uh, the other day when I did the, the episode one, I said Ian Black. I forgot his first name. It was Michael Ian Black, that comedian from somewhere i don't even know I, I honestly don't even know what he's from i know he's famous for being not funny but uh whoever the hell he is i i know i've seen him before i think even La i think steven crowder interview hit him interviewed him once i think that was the guy who was so whipped by his wife so anyway so michael ian black of course he's one of these these guys on on the youtube on the youtubes on the on the twitters and of course uh thing of youtube the the shooting the shooting in uh in uh, California at the YouTube campus, basically what happened was, and this is, and this was kind of not funny, but telling. And, and, and this is why this kind of spurred this on is we as pro gun people will have made the claim that leftists will use any tragedy as soon as they can to, um, to politicize an event, they'll 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 use tragedy to politicize it, to make it about themselves, to make it about their agenda. Before the bodies are even cold, if anyone's even dead, if if before the before the identity of the location is even confirmed, I mean, we didn't we didn't know we didn't know any details. And Michael Ian Black is out on Twitter going, "You're damn right, I'm going to politicize this as right now, and because reasons." And we're like, "You're an idiot." You have no facts. By the way, turns out it wasn't a white man. It was a Middle Eastern woman. She didn't have an AR-15. She had a 9mm handgun. Uh-oh! There goes your narrative. Well, it doesn't matter. There's still a gun. Yeah, but now we're talking about all guns because I thought I thought it was just the big black scary rifles. I thought the black scary rifles were the problem, not... Now it's handguns too, huh? Oh, okay. And it just turns into like a big, it's a big mess because it, it just shows that their, their unwillingness to actually have a conversation about and to say, we've been wanting to have a conversation. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't care about having a conversation about firearms. You care about forcing your viewpoint. And we have one option, one option. We, we, we are forced to agree with you. Because if we don't agree with you, we're completely discounted from polite society. Like, you're, we're, we're, we're completely removed from the conversation. The concept that two people might have opposing viewpoints on something is completely foreign to people who believe that they are right by virtue. That because they are who they are, they are automatically inherently correct. Inherently correct on all of their beliefs because they are themselves. They are. They are me. They are. I'm, I'm me, and I'm right because my, me. And 
you try to, and at first we were always very civil with them. I mean, and I, I mentioned this on my episode one, not to redo that, uh, to redo that show, but I, I, you know, I mentioned like, you know, in the beginning we were trying to be like, okay, you're not right. And here's why. Okay. You, 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 that's not an assault weapon. That's not what it means. That's, you know, and, and we tried that for the longest time. And, and frankly, that ship has sailed. We're past that now that it, that's over because they don't care. And you know what? If they don't care, I don't care because we're, I'm not going to waste my time with that, which is precisely why on Twitter today, I didn't even bother explaining anything. I was like, you want the source? Bang. Here's your source. I don't even care what it says. It could be, it could completely quote unquote, prove your point or not. I don't care because it, the facts don't matter to you anymore. I'm just here. Yeah. A source was here to go. Here's a study. It could be completely crap. It could be awesome. I don't even know, nor do I care because the point is it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what I, because if I give them a source that completely backs up 100% with all of the information that says, look, I'm right, you're wrong, and end of story. Here's the data. They go, well, no, because, 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 and then they have a reason. It's bullshit reason, but it's a reason uh, that they come up with. And if and if you, but of course, any, any study or, or article or piece of data they come up with is always right. And it's exhausting and it's pointless because it's like talking to a five-year-old who doesn't understand the concept of punishment. No, you can't have the cookie. No, you can't have the cookie. I don't care what your friends at school said. You can't have the cookie. That's, you, you know, if you eat the cookie, you're going to be punished. Don't eat the, now you're eating the cookie. Okay, you're punished. What do you mean you're crying? You don't understand why you're punished. You just did something you weren't supposed to do. And it's like, that's what I feel like when I'm having a conversation with them. I'm like, no, you're wrong about this information. No, you're wrong about this information. Look, it's not a question of opinion. It's a question of object, object fact. You're wrong. No, okay, here's the data. Here's more data. Here's more information to back up that information. And you st- and you find yourself getting so far into the weeds where you first, the conver- and I, I'm sure you know, you've been this through this yourself. You start off the conversation talking about uh, the difference between fully automatic and semi-automatic. And before you know it, you're discussing, you know, poverty in Uganda. And you're like, how the f- how the hell did we get to Uganda? We started this conversation talking about fully automatic versus semi-automatic, and now we're talking about the, the political and economic strife of a third world nation. How did we get here? And, and of course, now the, 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 the conversation's completely derailed. You don't even know how to get back to where you started and now you got people replying to replies to replies to replies and it's a mess and that's why nothing ever gets accomplished well one of the reasons why nothing ever gets accomplished the second reason and like i mentioned the other day the other reason why nothing ever gets accomplished with this debate is because the left the liberals they don't want anything to get accomplished unless it's what they want it's not about finding middle ground it's not about finding a compromise it's not about finding a solution. That, that's, that's not the point. The only solution that they will ever accept is the complete and total ban and confiscation of firearms. Oh, now you're just being hyperbolic. Why is Australia always the example they bring up? That's precisely what they did in Australia. It was a, it was a, it was a forced buyback, basically. You had to you had to give up your weapons, even though 
right now in Australia, there are more guns than before the buyback, but shh, don't tell anybody. See, gun crime went down in Australia. There's also more guns in Australia now, but shh, don't tell anybody. But there, it's not about solutions. It's not about finding common ground. It's not about finding an answer to the problem, quote-unquote. It's about confiscation and removal of firearms from American society. They, like I said the other day, don't believe you have the right to own a firearm. And see, that's the main difference. They also seem to think that the Second Amendment gives us that right, which it doesn't. <laughs> the Second Amendment protects the right. The right exists from birth. It's a birthright, like I mentioned. So their whole spiel, their whole plan is not to to uh, find a... a a compromise. It was, I'll put it this way, it was at one point kind of hinted at that like a compromise should be found. Like, okay, well, what about magazine capacities? What about calibers that are, you know, what about rifle types and handguns and and whatever? Like they try to like move this Overton window around like, okay, well, uh, you will allow, will allow you to have these guns. Oh, thank you. You know, and it, it, it was that for the longest time. For the longest time, it was the, they were, they were stealthily and tactically trying to slowly erode the amount of firearm freedom we had as, as Americans. But ever since the Parkland shooting, you have this new wave of activists that are throwing a monkey wrench into everything they've been trying to do. And frankly, I think it's working out really good for us. Yeah. This new gun control move by the left, the liberals, is so far afield. I think it's actually going to be beneficial for us. Because they went from sounding rational to sounding absolutely insane. And they're losing, they're they're losing public opinion on it. The, the the popularity of their view is is waning, because they're 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 starting to sound really crazy. Um, for the for the the goal of the liberals for the longest time was to make us gun owners sound like we're the wackadoos, we're the crazy ones, we're the we're the we're the ones that are all paranoid and conspiratorial, like they're comfort guns. But now they're saying things that make everything we've ever said true. Yes, you are coming for our guns. You had a former Supreme Court justice say that's what you should do. You have articles written in the Wall Street Journal. I believe, or I believe it was the Wall Street Journal. Don't quote me on that, but I believe it was the Wall. It was one of the big newspapers out of New York that said, "Yeah, I think it might be time to repeal the Second Amendment." Like, there's been a number of articles. There's been a number of pundits on TV. There's been a number of talking heads all over the all over the news, and a former Supreme Court justice saying, "Yeah, I think it's time we repeal the Second Amendment." You really don't have a leg to stand on anymore when you say we're not coming for your guns. You just said you want to repeal the Second Amendment, which is the legal protection of our firearms. So yeah, you do. Okay. And it's starting to make the legal gun owners in the United States sound like, hey, maybe they were right after all. Not to mention the fact, I think the latest, uh, who was the poll? Oh, God, I, I, I'll have to look it up. And it's going to kill me because I'm, I, I'm doing a show and I should have this information in front of me. But there was a poll done recently. You, was it a YouGov poll? Oh, man, now I can't remember. But 
I think it was a YouGov poll. Again, uh, don't, I'm sorry if I'm wrong on that. But there was a poll done recently, I believe it was YouGov, that polled the iGen generation, the iGener- the, the, new, the, the younger kids today, like the 16, 17, 18-year-olds of today. Like the, the, not the millennials, the generation after them. And apparently there's like a fairly large percentage of them, like in the 60-something percentage, of those people of that generation who are not for gun control. So the numbers are on our side. The younger people today aren't, despite what the news media will tell you, despite what, you know, you know, Die Fjorda Hog will tell you, it's not as like, oh, these new generation kids, they're all, they're all anti-gun. Actually, based on, you know, granted, it was only a sample size of one, well, in terms of one poll, I don't know how many kids they sampled, but um, one poll. But that, according to, I believe, a, again, a YouGov poll, a majority of people in, that, uh, in, the new, in the next generation of kids coming up are actually pro-gun. So that's, that's good news for gun owners because as we have gun owners getting older and dying off and moving over and, you know, one foot in the grave at this point, we have another generation of... Thankfully, people who are pro-American, pro-Constitution growing up and getting to voting age being like, mm, no. So the the move towards this, the, the, the attempt to control guns, quote unquote, or to ban guns, the left has gone so crazy with this, uh, totally apeshit on it. That it's actually working in our favor. Now, granted, there are a number of places in the country where localities have been able to enact some form of gun control laws on a local level. So, for example, you had Florida. Florida was able to get that that stupid age restriction put in there. But that even that might be uh, fought in court pretty soon because there's some legal question there's some legal questioning about the, the legitimacy of that particular law in terms of its constitutionality same thing goes for illinois uh deer Folk, i think it was deer deer folk or deer park whatever the hell that name of the town is in, in illinois they passed a, a, a an ordinance or or whatever it was in in that area you know the assault weapons ban magazine which is probably also going to get fought in court there's a number of states trying to to do the same things and they're and and thankfully they're going to be met with legal resistance because there is legal precedent to say you can't do this so yeah that's the bad news is that these places are trying to do on a local level some form of gun control but i would say the good news is that because the liberal effort on gun control is so out of their mind crazy that it it makes legal gun ownership in the United States look like how it should look as the sane option because we're the rational, calm, collected ones on television going, no, actually, everything you're saying is wrong and stupid. No, actually, you're being an idiot. Nope, 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 nope. Meanwhile, the other person, the gun, the, the gun control advocate, they're screaming, hollering, throwing a tantrum, calling us murderers and you want to see children die and you and the the other person on the other side of the television just rolls her eyes okay i'm the crazy one so it, it it's starting to really it's in my opinion from my perspective it's making they're starting to look really bad now that's not to say oh there's nothing to worry about 
no, there's a lot to worry about. Um, more so from the politicians than the liberals themselves. Liberals are are generally worthless, and I'm not worried about Democrats and whatnot because whatever they, they they're really good at sabotaging their own their own agenda. I'm more worried about the Republicans or the so-called Republicans and the conservatives or the so-called conservatives or any so-called pro-gunner who's like, I'm pro-gun, but, and you're like, wait, what? And again, like I mentioned the other day, it's the FUDs. The FUDs, in my opinion, are my biggest problem. Liberals are stupid. We can all agree with that. They're not going to say anything worth a damn, and their arguments are usually childish and, and puerile and you could pick it apart with with a spork and like okay this is no that's crap no that's crap okay you pulled that number out of your ass okay you're conflating these numbers together okay your entire argument is full of shit moving on and we can easily do that without much of a problem it's the fuds that are the biggest problem because they're the ones who'd be more than willing to bend over and take it from the from the liberals as long as they uh they get to keep their double barrel shotgun it's almost like stockholm syndrome it's like or is it is it is this yeah stockholm syndrome where basically you fall in love with your captors you know it's it's like it's like the entire story of beauty and the beast right you know the fuds they're beauty although have you ever seen a fud they're not that beautiful but they, they basically like they're being their 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 freedoms are being held prisoner by by a monster and they're like look We'll take it up the we'll take it up the butt a couple of times. Just let us keep this gun. Okay. Like they're willing to give up some of their freedom as long as they get to keep the thing that they personally like. As long as it's something they have a like I, I don't I I'll 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 trade in most of my freedoms as long as you let me keep this one thing. They're really good at that. They're really good at just relinquishing their principles and values to sell out for their own per actually you know know what, know what's a really good a better a better analogy you ever see the movie the matrix okay i'm sure you have if you haven't you're probably very young you should go watch the movie it's a decent movie it's not great but there's a, there's a character in the movie called cypher cypher was played by an actor i don't remember his name and he betrays his own team spoiler alert he betrays his own team of 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 the, the wacky cast of characters because he wants to he, he, it's not that he likes the bad guys he hates them equally but he just wants to get reinserted back into the matrix so like i just just leave me alone i'll give you whatever you want just let me go that's the fud it's cypher from the matrix that's the fud just leave me alone let me let me keep my me and my own and I'll give you, I'll give you my friends as, as you know, lambs for the slaughter. Just you could take them. I'll sell them out. Just, just leave me alone. That's a fud. And to me, they're the most dangerous in the pro-gun, anti-gun debate because they act like they're pro-gun, and they are as long as it's the guns they own. As soon as you start talking about AR-15s or semi-automatic pistols or anything like that, all of a sudden they're like, well, I don't think anybody should, should need a, a 45 caliber pistol. Well, what the hell you think you're going to do with that? And those guys, those are the worst. So 
those those fuds out there, those those kinds of guys. We they're the ones we have to make sure. I don't know how we handle that. Honestly, you can't kick them out of the group. What group? There's not. It's not like we have a membership at the door, or like password. Like there's nothing we can do about that. But what we can do is try to speak louder than they are. Can't silence them, but what you can do is you can make sure that you that people understand that they are in the minority. Because I I do actually believe that the fuds are in uh, in the minority amongst gun owners. I think most gun owners are sensible people who realize that I I want a gun to protect myself and my family and I don't want some overall wearing, you know, duck hunter in South Dakota determining what guns I should and should not be allowed to carry. I also don't want gun owners who are weekend warrior shooters out of Manhattan who go to Staten Island to the range every once in a while dictating gun law either like well i am a gun owner are you what kind of gun do you have 22 long rifle when do you go shooting about once every six months maybe i go through about five maybe six whole bricks of ammunition a year wow man you're woo you're a you're a gun nut which brings me to my last and final point for this podcast for episode two the gun nut. Listen, I said it the other day, and I'm going to say it again. You are a gun nut. I am a gun nut. We're all gun nuts. Wear that shit proud. Okay? Next time someone calls you a gun nut, crazy gun, you go, yes, I am. Because what are you going to do? Argue with a crazy gun nut? No. <laughs> You're a gun nut. Wear that shit proud. Don't shy away from that, okay? Because you know what? I firmly believe that if gun owners were honest about the fact that, I mean, you don't have to give them your home address and, and, your, and your inventory of firearms you own, but be like, yeah, I own guns, lots of them. Even if you don't, lie, I don't care. I own lots of them. Even if all you have is like a high point, 9mm. You own lots of them. But let them know. Yeah, I'm a gun owner. And confront them. And not just online. In person. You're at the bar. You're at the diner. You're at the supermarket. You hear someone going, yeah, all those gun nuts and they're all crazy. And you go, well, I'm a gun owner. Tell them. Don't be like, don't push them around. Don't get violent with them. But get up in their face. Get up in their grill. Get right up in their face and be like, I'm a gun owner. What of it? Well, 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 uh, you're, you're uh, irresponsible. With, uh, okay, tell me. Tell, 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 like, because put them on the spot. Put them right in your face. Make them tell you to your face. Look you in the eye and be like, you're the problem. Make them say that. Make them look you in the eye and start saying all the things they want to say when your back is turned. Make it as uncomfortable for them to repeat the nonsense that they know is nonsense, or at least the nonsense that they're not sure if they really commit to the the, the, the information that they're ready to spouse off. They're like, I, I think gun ownership is bad. Because it's funny how whenever I am around quote-unquote anti-gun people, I will do that. I'll be like, I'm a gun owner. What's, what's your problem? All of a sudden, they're like, they're trying to be Captain Middle Ground. Well, I'm not saying guns are bad. I'm just saying I don't understand why you 
think you need a gun or I I don't all of a sudden now they're they're trying to be diplomatic. It's like, oh, what happened to that like five minutes ago when you were on Twitter calling people like me child murderers? Now all of a sudden you're Captain Diplomacy. Oh, I see. Make it uncomfortable for them. Get in their face about it. Don't hit them or anything. Don't be violent with them, but make them uncomfortable. If they want to start spousing off all kinds of, you know, accusatory nonsense, accusing you of being a child murderer, accusing you of being apathetic towards people dying and and you don't care, you have blood on your hands, you're a terrorist organization, you're part of a terrorist organization, all this nonsense, get in their face. Say, okay, tell me how that's true. Show me how what you're saying is true. Prove me wrong. Get in their face about it. Put them on the spot because you know what? We don't, we don't fold under that pressure because if they get in our face about it, like, why do you need a gun? Because it's a right and I don't need it. I want it and it's a right and I don't have to justify that to you. So back the fuck up. Like you don't have to, we're ready for that conversation. I know you, me, everybody who's a gun, we're ready for that conversation because you know what? We're confident in our decision-making. We're confident in the decisions we've made regarding gun ownership. The kind of... Because we've done the research, right? When you're going to buy a gun, you don't just buy a gun. You go... You look up calibers, you look up make and model, what kind of gun, do I want striker fired, hammer fired, do I want it to be uh, polymer grip, or do I want stainless steel, do I want a revolver, do I want, you know, oh, when it comes to rifles, do I want the do I want the AR, the AK, maybe I'll get something like that's a, a bullpup design, like, or a hunting rifle, do I, what, what caliber do I want, do I want 30 out 6, 308, that's, you know, Creedmoor, whatever. You start, we do the research on the technical level. And we know why we're picking that. We know why we have this gun. We know why we chose this particular caliber. We know why we would carry that gun where we like. We 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 know why we would do these things. We know how to shoot them, why we shoot them, and why we own them. So the moment a liberal comes up into your face and starts spouting off nonsense right into your face, you're ready. You're like, no, uh, here's why. Bang, bang, bang. Here's information, more information, and you're rattling that shit off. One after the other after the other, and there is no stopping you. You are like a machine. Why are you like a machine? Just clicking and clicking and clicking that data right back at them because we've been through this before. We are seasoned motherfucking veterans when it comes to debating morons who seem to think they know more than we do about the thing we've been studying for years, about the topic we've been entrenched in for years. This debate is nothing new for us. We've been with this since... Before I can remember, before you can remember, we are we are not newbies to this. This isn't our first rodeo, motherfucker. We've been doing this shit since at least 1994. At least 1984. Some of you have been probably doing this shit since 1960s. This is something that is ingrained in us, and we've been doing this shit almost nonstop every year since nonstop. Non-stop, man. We are seasoned veterans of arguing with morons because that's all that ever really challenges us is other morons like, you don't need no gun. Hey, John, you want to field this one? All right. I just had lunch. I might get a cramp. Oh, take. Oh, now we're good. All right. And we just decimate them with information. And then, of course, their response is, you're just a and they go off crying and you're like whatever want to go get a beer sure and then you go you go on with your day so embrace that embrace your gun nuttery okay we are all gun nuts 
embrace it. And if somebody starts spouting off, you know what? Let's be proactive now. No more just sitting there quietly, minding our own business, waiting for some gun nut to jump in our, uh, some, for some person to car- call us a gun nut is what I meant to say, and jump in our face, some some anti-gunner, and, and start yelling at us about how we're child murderers. Don't be defensive about it. Be proactive about it. Get in their faces about it. Someone starts calling you a child murderer or you're, you're, you're a terrorist, you have blood on your hands. They start, and maybe not you specifically, but gun owners in general. Hey, we're all friends, mostly. Hey, uh, some of you uh, don't like either, but you know, the point is we're, we're all in this together. So you hear someone going, yeah, gun owners, they're a bunch of child murderers. You walk up to them and go, excuse me, I'm a gun owner. Are you saying I'm a child murderer? Put them on the spot. Make them uncomfortable. Make them think. Make him rethink. Say, huh, man, that guy really put me, that guy made me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, good. You should feel uncomfortable for saying really horrible shit about people you don't know. I'm tired of being reactive to that stuff. Waiting for them to come up to me personally. No, 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 no. You start saying shit, and, and, and Ameris can, can, can vouch for me. I mean, if someone starts saying shit in public that I don't like, I have no problem going right up to them and think, excuse me, sis, good sir, I just heard you say something incredibly stupid. Let me explain to you why you're dumb. And then I will go on and on and on telling them until they walk away or they call the police. Hey, call the police. He's harassing me with information, officer. I'm just harassing him with the facts, sir. I'm just harassing him with knowledge. That's all I... I'm har- He's harassing me with information and knowledge. Now, more you know. So anyway... Yes, uh, don't just sit there mildly like, oh, I hope they don't bother. Get in there. Get in there, be proactive, and make sure you make sure your voice is heard because you know what? Make them uncomfortable. They, they deserve it. They deserve it. I, there was actually one more thing I wanted to talk about, but now I don't think I can remember what it was. So it probably wasn't terribly important, but if I remember what it is, I will uh, come back to you guys with another show. Oh, I don't remember what it is. I'm sure if I think of it, I'll make another episode and I'll be the next episode. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for hanging out with me for a little while today. I do appreciate it. And I hope you are enjoying this. Uh, I don't have any intro music or outro music yet. Maybe someday I'll, I'll, if it's worth it, I'll pay somebody to write up something for me from the beginning and ending of the show. But right now, it's just going to start and end on silence. So I do appreciate you uh, tuning in. And I'll catch you next time. So have a good one, folks.